What is up, everybody? Steeler Nation, you are locked into another episode of the Sick Podcast. Steelers, crazy as always. It's at Jordan York Music. I'm at Mike Up Sports One. I know Jordan always says that the season may be over, but it's just getting started for us over here. Uh, we got draft talk, free agency, all kind of good stuff, and we're excited to welcome on a bunch of Steelers and former Steelers all off season. Certainly starting this off with a bang today. It's trade day over here. The sick podcast, Steelers Crazy. Let's jump into it, Sammy. Turn up your volume. volume. Because you're about to listen to the sick podcast. Steelers Crazy. Harris Smith shields. Flacco Polamalu takes it home. Super Bowl 43. Pittsburgh might be bound for that thanks to number 43. The sickest Pittsburgh Steelers podcast. Sports entertainment. Like no other, it's gonna be sick. Jordan, I'd even ask you, how you doing, man? You all right? Yeah, I'm good, man. You know, I get up early, so it's a little past my bedtime. But for a two-time Super Bowl champ, man, I'll stay up till midnight. One of the only people in the world I know that goes to bed before six thirty. But he's a he's a damn hard worker, that's for sure. This next guest coming up he was a hard worker as well on the Steelers all offensive line for a long time a mauler a two-time Super Bowl champion now he's famous on Twitter we love him at Trey Day 79 none other than Trey Essex Trey what's up man what's up fellas how you doing good good we're super excited to uh, have you on talk a little ball of course uh, I mentioned at Trey Day 79 we're gonna start with one of your takes from a couple days ago uh, that yeah. definitely I, you know, I think it's safe to say it went viral a little bit. It was certainly something that was polarizing. I'm going to read this tweet to you, all right? And I think we're going to bring it up. I think we've got a, a screen grab uh, of it as well. You know what's crazy already? I would rather have Kenny Pickett in clutch time than Dak Prescott. Dak does not look like he embraces these moments at all. Let's talk more about the Kenny part, obviously, where Steelers podcast over here early on. How do you know that this is a guy who's going to embrace those big moments? It wasn't evident early on. Um, uh, obviously, he struggled to start the season. There was some flucks at the quarterback position. We didn't know that Trubisky was going to be the guy. We didn't know if Kenny was ready to take the reins. We didn't know if the offensive line was ready to protect him and uh, uh, put him in a situation where it's not advantageous for a rookie quarterback. But after that bye, he came in and he was a different man altogether. He really took hold of that offense, and you really saw his maturation really come unfold uh, those last two games of the year where in not only uh, the last drive of the game, we saw what he did, but the third down conversions were one of the best in, in the NFL. That's always a telltale sign of a quarterback, and their poise is how well they perform on third down because those are the money downs. Those are the downs that keep the offense on the field, keep the defense rested so they can do their job at the best. And uh, Kenny Pickett did it not only good for a rookie, but good for any NFL quarterback at that. Uh, he really showed me a lot towards the end of last year. And then put the cherry on top, those two drives at the end of the season in the last two games, he really brought home the victory. And, and you know, we can say that Tomlin, because of that, does not have a losing record 16, year, 16 years in a row. And so Kenny Pickett was a large part of that. You would know a little something about strong offensive line play. It was a big question mark for the Steelers, man, heading into the season. A lot of scrutiny last year. I don't have to tell you this. How do you think they came together 
exceeded expectations, building blocks moving forward to next year? They definitely, uh, I think, exceeded expectations. They were – I felt bad for them because coming into this year, their third or fourth straight offensive line coach uh, in, in as many years, um, young guys who are – who weren't highly touted in, you know, our left tackle, Moore, fourth round pick, uh, Dotson, I can't remember, fifth or sixth round pick, you know, um, Chooks, who was a second round pick out of West Virginia or Central Michigan. Um, and no, I guess, Blue Bloods first round picks. These guys really had to come in and develop in a hurry and they had to do it under four different voices, four different people telling them, different techniques to do. And so not only that, add two more pieces in James Daniels and um, Mason, Cole. Drawing play? Yeah. Mason Cole, Mason Cole. Mm-hmm. a center. Um, and you just, you got all these different moving pieces coming from different, uh, hearing different voices from their offensive line coaches. And you expect them to come together and be the building blocks of this team at the beginning of the season with the rookie quarterback, with the second year running back, with the rookie wide receiver, I mean, there weren't any leaders on offense to kind of help that offensive line come and uh, give all the credit to Dan uh, uh, from coming in from Carolina, getting those guys on the same page. And really, them staying healthy was the best gift we could ever uh, imagine. Them playing all but maybe a couple of snaps. I know Mason missed a couple of snaps uh, at one point this year. Um, But for large, by and large, they stayed together the entire year healthy, played every snap, and you can really see what that did for them from a chemistry standpoint, especially in the running game up front. They were able to mash guys. You saw Najee really get comfortable holding that mesh point finally and not predetermining his runs, which I harped about earlier on in the year, really trusting his O-line and getting those big uh, chunk yardage, getting those early five and six, keeping our uh, our uh, offense in third and short situations also helped out that third down conversion rate for Kenny. And so they definitely exceeded expectations. I'm happy with where they ended the season and I'm excited for where they uh, will start the season next year. Yeah. So kind of along the same line, speaking of the offense, uh, Matt Canada, the offensive coordinator uh, inevitably is going to be back. He has one year left on his contract. um, So they don't really need to make an announcement. Just kind of wanted to get your initial reaction on that. So I'm a half glass full type of guy. I was really hard on Canada, just like I think everybody else. I think all of Pittsburgh was. Right. Um, But I get what they're trying to accomplish. I get what Coach Tomlin uh, has seen the second half of the year. I don't want to see six or seven jet sweeps in a row. I mean, that that I can't stand seeing that play that many times called in a game. I can't. It's like a Madden game. Right, five and is I cool. to see how, how it looked like we were scared once we got into the red zone. In between the yeah. 20s, we would drive down, we would get chunk plays, we would get down there, and then all of a sudden it's like he tightened up in the red zone and we started trying to trick them as opposed to doing what got us down there. You know, that really frustrated me. And I think he was trying his best, I think, to give Kenny Pickett one read um, options as opposed to having him – uh, try to hit the ball in tight spots in, in the uh, red zone. But um, Kenny Pickett showed that he could do that. Um, I think Canada has to have trust and belief that he has that guy, a quarterback. He's going to be our franchise quarterback, so he has to give him the playbook and open it all the way up. And I hope 
that he has the playbook. And that's not just what we saw last year was the extent of what his play calling is and that there's more to it. I'm praying, I'm praying to God that there's more to this offense than what we've seen. And I get why Tomlin kept him on because you got a rookie quarterback. You want to keep things consistent. Things ended the season well, ended the season well last year on offense. So give him another shot. So you talked about, you know, Tomlin kept the streak alive. Just tell us like your thoughts and, you know, what you think of Mike Tomlin, the coach, and as well as just the man. Hell of a man, hell of a coach. Um, I would run through a brick wall for Coach Tomlin as well as I know everybody on that team would. Um, I know his 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 approach is unique, but it actually reminded me a lot of Coach Cower when I had him my first two years. He lets you be who you are. He doesn't micromanage. He yeah. doesn't harp on little mistakes. He wants to see how you respond two bad plays, two bad situations. He gives you time to respond and see uh, if you are capable of coming back on the better side of things once you've made a mistake. And he's consistent. You know what you're getting with him. He's up front with you. And I think that's what is what endears him the most to his, his team, his players, his coaches, is that you never have to imagine or think what he's thinking. He lets you know right away. There isn't a hidden agenda. There isn't uh, some passive aggressive attitude. He tells you exactly what he thinks of you, what he wants from you, what he sees in you potential wise. And you got to love that about him. That's such an interesting comment from you, because I think all throughout Pittsburgh, most fans and maybe some analysts too think Cower and Tomlin are these polar opposite guys and coaches, right? Like Cower, this enforcer, the chin man. And then Tomlin comes in and this player's coach. That's such an interesting comparison to hear hear you say that Cower uh, and Tomlin really kind of had a lot of similarities, which I'm sure speaks to the reason Steelers coaches have the longevity they do. Yeah, they really do. Go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just going to switch gears real quick, man. I want you to put your GM hat on. I know that you, okay. uh, you're obviously somebody who pays close attention to the team. Time to get your Omar Khan on, your Kevin Colbert a little bit. Mm-hmm. A lot of uh, unrestricted free agents, of course, on this team coming up. Some key cogs. Uh, of course, you got a guy like backup quarterback, Mitch Trubisky, Cam Sutton. Uh, what are some of your – if you're Omar Khan, who are you looking at first? I can't let this guy get away type guys. Well, I think we got Mitch for one more year in the contract, right? He's oh yeah, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Mitch is not Mitch is not a UFA. Camp Sutton, so, um, yeah, I think a Keller Witherspoon might be a free agent. Yeah, so our secondary is going to get hit pretty hard. I mean, we got Terrell Edmonds coming up. We got um, Cam Sutton, um, uh, Casey, who I thought Casey, really yeah. well at the end of last year. Um, those are three guys we really got to look at. I think we got to keep at least two of those three. Um, I think. Sutton has really come along really well in the show that he's going to be a solid to good cornerback for us. I think he's a priority. Um, I really like the way that Larry Ojanobi played towards the end of last year. We need that veteran guy who's not as much of a vet as Cam, kind of like that in-between vet, and to help bring in who I'm hoping uh, somebody uh, in the early part of the draft comes along on the D-line. So with Alu Alu probably leaving um, and Chris Wormley probably leaving, that leaves us really thin along the D-line. And I think with Cam coming back, we got to bring Larry Ojanobi back. Um, And 
Cam Sutton, KZ, those are priorities. Aquilo, Witherspoon, I think he had a down year from the year before. I really thought he came on at the end of the 2021 season. Um, I don't think he played as well this year. I think that's why we had to bring in Levi Wallace, and we also had to bring in William Jackson, even though he didn't play for us a lot this year, um, if at all. And so I think our secondary is uh, our top priority, get those young studs back uh, in the fold. And I think we draft along the D-line as well as keeping Larry Ojinobi. I think that, that's where we should prioritize our free agent needs. We're hanging out with Trey Essex here on the Sick Podcast. Steelers crazy. Follow us down there on Instagram, of course, Sick Podcast. Steelers, YouTube, the Sick Podcast. Listen to us on any platform, your favorite streaming platform. Of course, Jordan York over there will be retweeting left and right, all this good stuff. All right, GM hat part two. You mentioned mm-hmm. the word draft. I saw you yes. talking about your uh, guy Skaronsky. Peter Skaronsky, yeah. Northwestern offensive lineman. Uh, of course, you're a Northwestern alum yourself. Uh, mm. What a Pittsburgh Steelers potential name, Skaronsky. I feel like that yeah. that just makes sense. He's going to have a sandwich city. named after him. The, yeah, the, 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 the Skaronsky, I feel like, will have like it's, extra – kill something like prime rib, something like something that will fill you up, man, no doubt mm-hmm. about it, extra fries and coleslaw. Uh, so it sounds like you want to address the trenches, though, however. I do. Um, as well as I – think our O-line played, I want some competition in there. Yes, I think competition breeds, you know, greatness. And um, I think we're going to be thin. I think we got Jason Hassenhauer leaving in free agency, although mm-hmm. I thought he's done well in spot duty. But I think we need somebody to come in and push Mason Cole a little bit, even though I think he played really well uh, towards the end. It was a solid police, uh, very glue guy for our offensive line. But uh, Dan Moore started the year out slow, but really picked it up towards in the last year. I really I have faith in him, but we need a alpha dog. We need that guy up front that the Quentin Nelson or the Jason Kelsey or mm. you know that dude that everybody gravitates to. Another Marquise Pouncey, you know that's what we need, and we don't have that right now. Nobody's kind of separating themselves to be that alpha dog on the O line. So I think we need to draft somebody there to kind of solidify that O line for Kenny. I wouldn't be opposed to taking uh, another offensive weapon for him. I like uh, uh, the tight end from Notre Dame, uh, Mayer. I think we could do some damage with him and uh, Fryer move in two tight end sets, and I think that's uh, very advantageous for a young quarterback to have two weapons at, at the tight end position to go along with Pickens and Deontay on the outside. And so Interesting. Uh, I wouldn't be opposed to that, but I think our main priority and something that I think we played better at towards the end of last year, but still isn't where we want to be as Steeler football is that D line. We need to be able to stop the run, especially in our division. When you got Nick Chubb and Lamar Jackson, we got to stop the run and Joe Mixon. We got to be able to stop the run and force teams to pass the ball. And I think that's where we start um, addressing to get back to where we are, where we were as a dominant D line and putting our, our defense is in advantageous, advantageous situations in the pass rush. And we got TJ and Alex screaming off the edge when they're in third and long situation because we've stopped the run the first two rounds. So I think that's where we address um, our draft needs early is in the trenches. And I think from there on, we can kind of, you know, venture out. And in the third or fourth round, we'll always get a receiver. You know, we'll find somebody because Steelers are great at drafting wide receivers. So I'm not worried about them finding some talent there, but I think we really got to address the trenches. 
Yeah, so before we get you out of here, we're going to shift. Obviously, the Steelers are not going to the Super Bowl this year, but we are undefeated in 2023. I think Sunday Night Football put out a graphic, so we're going to we're going to uh end the start the year on that note, should say. Sure. Um what are who are your Super Bowl picks? So, I like, AFC, NFC and then just give us the winner. So, everybody has his love affair with Burrow and he 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 deserves it. Dude, dude's a baller. I can't even front. I hate the Bengals, but sometimes you gotta, give, you gotta give credit where credit's due. And uh he has this confidence and this swag about him, but it's not annoying, it's not overbearing, mm-hmm. it's just enough to make you respect. And he goes out there, he doesn't talk, but he just plays his butt off and he he, he wins. With all that being said, I I, I think Casey takes him. Um, I think Mahomes, even if he's stuck in the pocket with that hurt ankle, I think if he learned anything from last year and Cincinnati does that rush three, drop eight coverage, I think they've been prepared for that all year long with the way they've been playing on the offensive side of the ball, really taking advantage of the underneath routes, the short ding and dunks, and driving the ball downfield and not being able to have the big Tyreek Hill 67-yard plays to depend on. They've had to really, you know, tough out drives and make long drives. And I think they've been doing that just in case they were to see that Cincinnati defense and for them to employ the same, deploy the same thing they did last year. And I think they'll be ready for it. So I'm going to pick Casey in the AFC. And then the NFC matchup is just as good. But I think that Philadelphia defense is going to be the difference maker. Um, now, Purdy hasn't been – Stop yet. The rookie is really playing some good football. I'm ready for him to hit that rookie moment where he just throws three or four interceptions, but I don't think he's capable of doing that. He's really playing good football. He looks like the real deal. But with that being said, the Eagles defense, Hassan Reddick and Fletcher Cox and the old 79, Javon Hargrave, Mm -hmm. um, are going to be coming at him all day long. I mean, they led the league in sacks with like 70, which is like 14 more than second place. Or something ridiculous. And then they got the secondary and um, Slay and, and uh, Gardner Johnson. It's going to be tough for that San Francisco offense to get going. And I think that's going to be the uh, determinant factor is how well Philly gets pressure on Purdy. So I'm going to take the Eagles and Casey case in the Super Bowl. Right, you got to give more. us the winner. One more. What, that we'll let one you go. More. One word. One word. Chiefs, Eagles. Mm. I haven't even thought that far yet, man. Uh, I'm a gut, gut gut instinct today. You're a lot of change. Yeah, I switch up every single week. I went Bills <laughs> 49ers to start, and now I'm picking Eagles Bengals. I switch yeah. every single day. I have Chiefs 49ers. I'm still a toss up, though. I don't know. Yeah, I you've think been they... sticking at least to your guns. I give you credit. Yeah, <laughs> I've been getting lucky. Chiefs in the Super yeah. That's my call. Tell you what, we were lucky today to have Trey Essex on. Man, you'll be in the broadcast booth one of these days. We're excited to watch that. First of all, also, how's dad life, by the way? Oh, it's awesome. I got three little yeah. ones, uh, five, eight, and ten. Um, they're running me ragged right now, but uh, it's fun. They're, they're in sports. Uh, not yet, thank God. We got a little bit of a break while football is going on, so I don't have to leave the house on the weekend, but – Coming up in a couple of weeks, we got soccer, basketball, tennis, all the whole gamut of sports. And uh, I'll be out there with them having fun. Are they recruiting you for coaching yet or you, you just oh, yeah. watching from the stands? <laughs> no, they're recruiting me for coaching. I can't coach. I, I get too into it. 
So I got I got to really separate myself from them and just watch from a distance. So the competitive fire is still in me, even though I can't run around like I used to. Yeah, you can't tell my heart that. So. <laughs> hey, well, Great we appreciate stuff. you coming on Steelers Crazy Sick Podcast. You're now part of the family. And uh, yeah, we're nice. really fortunate, man. Two-time Super Bowl champion, Trey Day 79. You can give him a follow. To all our viewers, we appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we're going to be doing this uh, all year round. Just because the Steelers are done, we're just getting started. So we appreciate you. Mike, do you have any last words? or? Nope. Thanks, Trey. Later, man. Thanks, appreciate man. it, fellas. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the sick podcast Steelers Crazy on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.